Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. I'm Nicolene Peck and I'm joined here with my daughter, Paige Baumert. Hi, Paige. Hello. So Paige is also joined with Clara, her daughter. We got three generations on the call today. We could hear a few little peeps from Clara, but that's just how it is. We just do things here. We don't, I mean, we try to be as professional as possible, right, Paige? But at the end of the day, we are moms, grandma, I'm grandma, and mom, and she's also mom, and we've got the mom life thing going on. And the family comes first, so the family gets to be with us as we do little things like podcasting. (laughs) So we could occasionally hear uh, Clara pipe up, especially because she's starting to jabber a lot. Jabber, jabber, blah, 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 na, 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 all the little things. So anyway, there you go. Today we are going to be talking about how to get them out of bed in the morning. Okay. I know this can be a struggle. Lots of times this is something that people go through when their children hit adolescence, but sometimes even younger children don't want to get up when it's time for school or when it's time to get somewhere, a doctor's appointment or, or just to start the problem. day. <laughs> you know, there can be the opposite problem of they keep waking up and how do we keep them in bed? But that would have to be a podcast for a different day. Yes. And that one is a significantly more difficult actually than waking them up in the morning, especially when they're like little, like Claire. And she's like 6am. Yay. Anyway, 6am. No, (laughs) (laughs) not yet. Anyway, such as it is, such as it is. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do, as is tradition here on the teaching self-government podcast, we are going to share a fun family activity Paige, What kind of a fun idea do you have for us today? Well, since we are talking about waking up in the morning, A fun fun activity to do is to go on a sunrise hike. So if you have areas close to your home that would be really good places to go view a sunrise, then, uh, you know, take your family, go on a little hike and watch the sunrise. They're actually really, really cool. And it's fun to see the light just cover, cover the earth and, you know, light up. Go from pink to blue to, to light. Right. I love that. Yeah. Gray, pink, blue light. (gasps) So if you can go into onto a mountain or to a beach somewhere, watching the morning happen or watching the day come in and the day start is really amazing. We're just hearing those little click noises are not audio difficulties. That would be Clara (laughs) slapping the desk. Slapping a pen. (laughs) slapping the pen on the desk but she's happy so there we go okay well that's wonderful let's definitely take some time to do that and if you're not around a beach or the mountains and you've got a desert landscape take that one go to a nice park or you know go go somewhere where you think you'll be able to see the sunrise even just in your backyard having hot chocolate in the morning to watch a sunrise could be a beautiful thing to do and maybe that right there is a reason that someone might get out of bed. Wow. What? Okay. Shocker. <laughs> maybe if it's something hot chocolate in the morning, people will do things for food. Sometimes. I am one of those. Anyway. People. Yeah. (laughs) 
Okay. So let's talk about self-government because everything here on the Teaching Self-Government podcast, we look at through the lens of the principle self-government. Self-government is a really liberating, powerful principle. It's actually the root of freedom. What is the definition of self-government? Self-government is being able to determine the cause and effect of any given situation and possessing a knowledge of our own behaviors so that we can control them. Exactly. This means that you say, what do I do? Let's see. I do not get up. I need to get up. What am I going to do to get up? Now, Paige has battled the wake up in the morning thing many, many, many times. (laughs) (laughs) Paige is not a morning person. She's a sleep in person. Sleep in, stay up late, do projects till two or three in the morning, wake up at like nine or 10. Yeah, she's kind of a night owl is more how she is instead of the early bird. She can wake up in the morning, but I will say that she has been this way. Even when she used to go to bed early as a baby, she still would always wake up late. It was such a gift. I loved it. I'd be like, yay, my baby's not going to wake up till 9 a.m. I'm like, this is great. Anyway, and most people don't get that out of their baby. So I felt like my I was baby woke pretty... up at 630 this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so she was always a sleeper, but wow, when adolescence hit, it hit even harder. And then boy, college, everything else is like, oh, the sleep. I did miss a few morning classes here and there. Yeah, uh, the sleep, the sleep, right? But here's the thing is that she can wake up. So when she served a mission for our church, she had a whole 18 months that she was off in Detroit and she had to wake up at six every day and 630. Okay. Yeah. 630. She had, and she just did it. So she can do it. It's a self-governed thing to do when you actually choose to get up, when you decide, yep, I will get up on time. It is because you have made the choice already ahead of time and you are self-governing you. So this is for all ages, adults and children. Let's recognize that in order to get out of bed in the morning, you have to decide the night before it is okay to wake up in the morning. In fact, that it is desirable to wake up in the morning. There's actually you might have to trick yourself at first, but it's okay to do when you wake (laughs) up in the morning, you know, there's some people who love breakfast and so they wake up for their breakfast. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I know a lot of people love their morning coffee. And so they're like, I'll get up for the coffee. I'll get up for something. Right. So there's some people who, you know, if they have something like that to wake up for, they will do. I actually wake up to exercise. I'm like, if I can go on a walk or go do something like that, I will wake up to exercise because I know in my heart, if I don't do it in the morning, the chances of it happening later are just kind of rare. You are a rare breed. It's not going to happen. So I know that to get it in, (laughs) I've got to wake up early anyway. So that's the thing. And I will wake up to have calls with people and do podcasts and crazy things. Okay. So anyway, um, that's what people are facing is this desire to sleep and then not having as much of a desire to do those things that need to happen in the morning to take responsibility. But this can create a lot of contention in the home page. When people's children do not wake up, we get reports of power struggles, don't we? Oh, yes. Frustration. Children starting to fail in school. 
because they're not making it to school. The parents are trying to get them to school. And finally the kid drops out of school because they can't go or homeschool moms who are like, I want to have these great homeschool days, but my children won't get out of bed. Mm -hmm. And so then they feel like they're not getting to any of the fun stuff because all they ever do is, is try to play catch up all day because people didn't wake up in the morning. So if you don't wake up in the morning or if the children don't wake up in the morning, it does create a pretty significant problem. Yeah. Well, because I know for us, um, you, you really helped us to get up early in the mornings and it was just me and Quinn at, at times, you know, when London and Porter were younger and they needed a little more sleep, mm-hmm. you came and told us, you said, okay, here's the deal. We have some special school stuff just for you guys to get done. But the only time we're going to be, I'm going to be able to give you my full attention on that is at seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to wake up or mom's going to wake up at six, get her studies done. Mm-hmm. And then mom's going to come wake you up at seven and we're going to do our studies for an hour. And then around eight o'clock, mom's going to go wake up London and Porter and then we'll do our family canon. Well, and actually, I think we usually let London and Porter sleep till around nine. If they would, I tried to give you guys a, a good couple of hours mm-hmm. in the morning. And cause we usually started canon at nine. So on the days that so I that was around the time where I sometimes was teaching water aerobics too so it'd be mm-hmm. like I'd teach water aerobics one day and then the next day I'd wake up early because either way I was waking up early either way every day waking up early and then I would wake you guys up early and I decided it was more important to wake everybody up early and to have an afternoon nap so that we could have that alone time to do the the older studies than it was to wake up wake up late you wake up late it ruins the flow of your whole day but if you wake up early a quarter of the day is already gone yeah but if you wake up early and then you take a little nap later like a little power nap later like a 20 minute thing or something like that then that i mean that's doable and it refreshes you in the middle of the day you know? And so I decided I would much rather do that because you guys needed my attention that time. Well, and you feel a lot more accomplished when you wake up early. I know for me, when I wake up, even if it's just at six 45, you know, Mm -hmm. come eight 39 o'clock, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've done so much with my life already. This is amazing. Oh yeah. It feels so satisfying. I love that whole day. As the day ticks by and I haven't started as much stuff yet, I'm like, oh no, my day's going to be gone because I didn't start early enough. So uh, even though those sleep-in days can be lovely and every once in a while we took one day for a sleep-in day, it would be like Thursday is sleep-in day, you know, or whatever. And sometimes you need that, but also sometimes you need to wake up in the morning. So let's talk about how to do that. Um, now we had, I don't know how many family meetings page about wake up time because that was probably our most common topic of anything, which is because we had this whole family full of sleepers. Everyone wanted to sleep. The parents wanted to sleep. The children wanted to sleep. And it was just really hard to keep into the habit of always waking up. So we had some really Mm -hmm. good, I was, I was the one who would keep getting up because I knew if I didn't, everything would fall apart, but this is true, but everybody else could just sleep. And so I, I was having to you know, tell people that they needed to get out of bed when they really should have been waking up on their own. So if a person is truly self-governing, they can wake up on their own. They can set their own alarm and they can get up in the morning on their own. But sometimes 
parents get in the habit of being the alarm because maybe they're like, well, today I'm going to wake him up when I want him to get up. Right. Like, and they kind of gauge their day that way. And I was okay being the alarm for quite a while. And then you guys hit adolescence and I was like, no, you better be your own alarm. You've got to be somewhere by morning. Yeah. Yeah. Or early morning classes that you had to attend or something like that. And it's like, no, you're going to have to wake yourself up. And you know what, to your credit, you guys always did. Yeah, I mean, with, with a few up. exceptions, you know, there were a few times where those early morning classes I was relatively late to, and I went, "Oh, oops." Yeah, well, but, but you know, yeah, you for the most it. part, you know, once we hit around age fourteen, then we, you know, when we had obligations, we said, "Okay, well." Oh. <laughs> there's clara yeah. making her presence known <laughs> but we said you know well this is something we have to do something that we value so mm-hmm. we're going to get up for it and i think that is something that um parents have a hard time helping their kids understand is you know we wake up early because we value this time whereas children you know maybe they say oh you know i really value my sleep and so whatever they value more is what they're going to cherish more and put more effort towards. Mm -hmm. So we would have these family meetings and we would talk about wake up time and how we were having a problem with wake up time, because that's why it came up in the meeting. And then, you know, the conversation almost always went something like this. Well, if we're going to fix the time we wake up in the morning, then we probably need to fix the time that we go to bed at night. And so we had those conversations. I mean, there's the logical deduction, right? Well, let's see if I'm going to bed at midnight, waking up at six is going to be a little bit of a struggle if I'm an adolescent, right? Mm -hmm. So I probably need to go to bed at 10 or nine even so that I can get up on time. Right. And so then we had to talk about going to bed. So we will do another podcast about going to bed, getting them to go to bed. Um, but just so you know, those two are very related and having a conversation about how they are related on a regular basis will hopefully get everybody going to bed and waking up a little bit better. So I do suggest planning for success as a family, having a family meeting or something where you discuss the situation and then you start to make a plan for how to fix it. So basically you can plan out what to do with that bedtime situation. We'll talk about good plans that you can do there and how to prep the family in a different podcast. But you can also plan for positive consequences for when you do succeed at waking up. So we multiple times said, okay, if everybody wakes up every day this week on time, then on Friday, we will go out to ice cream to our favorite ice cream place like Leatherby's or something, and we will get some sort of a treat. Mm-hmm. And so, and that was, ice cream was very motivating for the people. Oh, it still is for me. Yeah. (laughs) So I might've created too much of a love there. Um, anyway, so we, so we went and we would get ice cream. And so there was something positive that everyone was working toward as a group, but it it wasn't a permanent thing. No, it was like for this week, you know, or maybe we would do it maybe two weeks in a row. Cause it takes about 16 to 21 days to form a habit. Okay. And so you know, for a couple of weeks, you could say, let's do it for a couple of weeks and see if we can get ourselves forming this new habit and just thinking about, we've got to wake up every single day. 
So um, we did run into a problem. I will say though, where it was like, well, everybody on the family was on board with the goal to work toward going to the ice cream or whatever, except one person. Right. And one person might be like, I don't care. I'm not waking up today because they're living in the moment. They're not, they're not looking ahead, right. They're not planning ahead and having more of a big picture. And so anyway, um, there was one time where we had to say, okay, so instead of doing this as a full group, what we're going to do is we're going to say individually, each person, whoever individually wakes up on time every day this week, then they get to have this reward, whatever it is. And if you don't, then you don't. And there was a person who didn't and put it to the test and they did not end up getting the reward. So such as it is. I'm assuming that was me. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but that's okay. Cause it worked out. It just yeah. worked out just fine. Okay. So plan positive consequences, something that you can work towards. Sometimes we just focus on the negative, but focusing on the positive is actually really beneficial. Yeah. All right. But I know you did also, you didn't necessarily focus on the negative, but you made the negative apparent and aware to us because you told us ahead of time and said, Hey, if you choose not to do this, there will be corrections. <laughs> Yes. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Clara. <laughs> Mommy's oh, talking, mom. so I got to talk. Exactly. But yeah, so, um, you know, there were times where I know I personally did not wake up when you came downstairs and turned the light on. And, you know, I was corrected. I earned an extra chore. And so there are those things as well. Yeah. Let's talk about the extra chores and stuff. So normally when a person does not follow an instruction in our family, then they earn an extra chore. Okay. And so that's just the basic because work is the antidote for a sick character. And that's part of our family economy that we use to help teach the children and all those things, economy, all those things are talked about in my teaching self-government book, which is Parenting House United. So you can find more information there on family economy and how to use chores in a, in a way that's productive instead of a way that hurts somebody. Anyway, so basically what I said was, well, if you're not following, if you're not waking up in the morning, technically you're not following instructions. If your alarm goes off, it, that's giving you an instruction and you're not following it. If I tell you time to wake up and you don't wake up, then you're not following an instruction because you're not doing the task immediately. So there's five steps to following an instruction. You look at the person or the situation. You keep a calm face, voice, and body. You say, okay, or ask to disagree appropriately. You do the task immediately and then check back. Well, you're not doing the task immediately. That's what you're not doing when you don't get out of the bed. And I suppose when you grumble and groan about it and whine and complain, you're also not keeping a calm face, voice, and body, you know, and you're not saying, okay, that's why we would just do a correction and someone would earn an extra chore. And in our family, that actually solved it all. But I know in some people's family, there might be some kids who would be like, I don't care. I'll just take the extra chore I'm sleeping in and I'm not going to school today and I don't care, you know? Um, And so at that point, then you might say, okay, well, I'm doing a correction. I told them they earned an extra chore and now they're still like, I don't care. I don't care. Well, then they're probably out of instructional control. And at that point, what you would do is you would do the rule of three for that child. And that's something that is taught in the TSG parenting course. So you can learn that in there. Um, And that's how you help them get back calm, back in instructional control or back ready to follow instructions from parents. So basically in a minute, what I would do is this, here's the, here's the basic formula. 
So number one, we've got the positive consequence set up. Okay. Especially when we're trying to break a bad habit and start a new good one. Okay. We've got a positive consequence set up. Let's say it's an ice cream trip. Okay. Then every morning I would do a pre-teach. I would come into their room and I would say, Paige, right now I'm going to give you an instruction. Now, remember to follow an instruction. You've got to look at me. You've got to keep a calm face, voice, and body. You've got to say, okay, or ask to disagree appropriately. You've got to do the task immediately and then check back. If you choose to follow the instruction that I'm going to be giving you to wake up, then you will choose to be one step closer to that positive consequence. And I will praise you and tell you what a great job you did, but you will be earning that positive consequence of that ice cream that we're working toward. If you choose not to wake up and not to follow the the instruction and do that task immediately, then we will take some time and do a correction and you'll get an opportunity to earn an extra chore and that kind of thing. So here's your instruction. I need you to wake up. Okay. And I always say it like that. I need you to wake up. Okay. And then that's when they open their eyes and they look at me and they go, Okay. And then they sit up. They don't want to, but they're doing it. And then they say, I got up. Is there anything else? Then I praise them. Yay. Great job on waking up. I'm not going to get super crazy. It's the morning. We want to keep it under control a little but um, But then I would say, Oh, great job on waking up. You just looked at me. I know that was not fun to have to sit up because it's all warm and cozy in the bed but you did it. And I can see you're choosing to keep calm face, voice, and body about it. High five. All right. So one day in the books toward your ice cream reward that we're having at the end of the week. And I mean, and that was it, but if not, if they wouldn't have, then I would have transitioned into the rule of three. And we're not going to talk about the whole rule of three in this podcast because, you know, that's covered in the course and other places. So you can definitely find that as you start looking into teaching self-government um, TSG parenting course and, and that kind of stuff, but yeah. you know, page, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say page is a success story, you know, of this, because this is what we did day after day. And then she hit a point in her adolescence where she just set her own alarm and she just woke herself up and she set her own positive rewards, by the way, <laughs> she would say, she would start saying, I'm going to give myself ice cream. If I wake up or I'm going to give myself, I was this. earning my own money at that point, but <laughs> yeah, but she would start setting her own positive rewards. So that's how much the positive actually motivated her. Mm-hmm. Whenever she wanted to do something, she set positive consequences. And even right now she has a personal goal that she's working on and she has set herself a pretty awesome positive consequence. She's working toward. And so positive consequences really matter, you know, to people. They do. Well, because if you think about it, a negative consequence, it's motivating you to do the right thing to avoid something negative happening. Mm -hmm. But your life is still pretty good. But a positive consequence, your life is pretty good, but you can make it even better. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So see, that's the optimistic way of looking at your situation. That is my life. Instead of looking at the pessimistic way. So it's really good. I love it. So it is possible to get them out of bed. There is a formula that you can follow, teach them how to follow instructions, teach them how you will correct them and use all of the things you need. Paige, did you have something else you wanted to share with us? I do. So something that I will tell parents a lot, because this is a pretty common question, um, but I will tell them, you know, pre-teach your kids 
the night before and say, okay, you know, we're getting ready for bed. We're, you know, mom's tucking you in. Now, now remember tomorrow, mom's going to come in at 6.30 or at seven o'clock and I'm going to turn on the light and I'm going to say it's time to get up. And that's an instruction. And so just remember when I do that, that that's an instruction and you need to follow the instruction. And that way we can work towards our goal. And that has a lot of parents have said, that that is really, really helpful to pre-teach their children the night before. And then Thank as they you. come in um, the next morning, say, okay, hey, remember we talked about it last night. I'm turning on your light. It's time to wake up. Right, right. Well, and I appreciate you bringing that up because I actually did do that with you guys. And I would make sure the night before that I would say, okay, in the morning, but that's so good because it just preps their brain the whole night. They know I have to wake up that type of pre-teaching is really powerful. And of course, Clara loves it because we heard her giving her nanas about it. And every, every time she (laughs) says nana, I assume she's talking to me, to grandma, you know, because (laughs) that just sounds not that I want to be called nana, but you know, for now I'm willing to take it. You never know what's going to stick. No, you really don't anyway, but, um, I'm so grateful for your thoughts on that and for you sharing that little bit and for Clara's patience, uh, we're not trying to be unprofessional guys. We're trying to put family first. So you're going to hear Clara occasionally on these podcasts and I appreciate your patience. Thank you for joining us on the teaching self-government podcast. Be sure to check out teachingselfgovernment.com for more helps. You can schedule coaching calls with Paige, with me, with anybody, um, you can, you know, get the help that you need to make sure that you are learning the self-government in a way that's going to stick for you. We will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. For more information and resources to help unite your family, visit teachingselfgovernment.com.